0: Welcome to Blaze and Gutch. I'm Teresa Blaze, and I got someone with me who hasn't been here in a couple of weeks because she's been, uh, she had herself buried in a move.
1: Michelle, are you all moved and settled in? Well, I wouldn't say that we're settled in, but I would say that we are moved by God's grace. I will say this has been a very long, span of moving because we had a moving sale on top of it. So that added uh, a whole number of work. Work. Yeah, Yes. It should have been planned like a whole separate effort instead of waiting until the uh, weekend of the movers coming on Monday to get the moving sale done and the packing done. And I will say that it was way more work than we expected during Christmas. So that's the other thing. I don't recommend people do this during Christmas, but we have made it work. And thank God, I think we're going to be able to enjoy the remaining part of the Christmas season.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, we're glad to have you back. Um, It's good to be back. It really is. Yeah, well, we have plenty to talk about. We do. We have a ton. I want to kind of start in, um, as far as the three teams, um, I want to actually talk about Arizona first. Um, Arizona lost their game to the 49ers. I had said last week I thought they would, so I wasn't you know, I wasn't proved wrong. What I will say is that I think Arizona actually performed better than other teams. I think Arizona, like if I was to grade them, I would give them a B on the effort scale because they didn't quit. Even when it was clear um, that they were going to get their butts handed to them, you know, it was like, 32 or 42 to 7 or to 27. They didn't quit. I was very happy with Kyler Murray's performance even though he threw a pick six. I think I think it was him, you know. I would say overall, given Arizona's issues on the offensive line um and you know, they were competing against a team that has been brutal this year in fact they with the win over the cardinals they actually won the the nfc west which i'm not too thrilled about but hey what can you do that brock purdy the quarterback he that guy is a beast he is he is scary with a football (laughs) um so i would actually give them an a b for for um for their effort you know obviously being Three and eleven isn't exactly something you you're you're thrilled about, but I will say that the that the effort and the desire I believe is still there. I just don't think they have the talent to do what they need to do. Not to slate in the season, you know. I just you know that's kind of where I'm at with the Cardinals. I was you know was I was I was I disappointed in the loss? No, because I kind of figured that would happen. You know, the the Niners are a team to be dealt with. And I'm not sure what that's going to mean going into the playoffs. So that's going to be something to kind of keep an eye on. That's my take on Arizona. That's honestly my take on Arizona. I could be a lot more upset about the loss. I could be, but honestly, I expected it given the talent level of both teams, you know, and that doesn't take anything away from Kyler Murray. He played and he ran that team. Even when, when he made mistakes, he owned up to them and then you know, but but they, there were there were times that our defense could not stop the 49ers for nothing. Every time they turned around, the Niners were getting touchdowns and getting points. And it was just like
1: they just couldn't stop them. Well, they're not the worst team in the league. They are definitely trailing. <laughs> I mean, but the Panthers have the worst team. Oh, well, they still, all right, what is their record? Well, it's two and twelve, and the cards are three and eleven, and the commanders are four and ten, and then you've got the Patriots at three and eleven, so I mean, I mean, just to put it into perspective with the rankings
0: so, you know and, yeah and and when you're looking at that, I mean, I would say the Cardinals are definitely in a rebuilding year, but I would say they're not the they're not the worst caliber team out there, yeah, so all right. <laughs> Um, let's move on. Uh let's um let's cover uh Denver because believe it or not, I think they had a worse performance than the Cardinals. I think based on what I saw Saturday night, they had they had they got their butt handed to them and they only scored 17 points against Detroit. Now, granted, Detroit is an upper league team, okay, and they showed how and why. But I think Denver had a worse performance. Than the Cardinals. I really do. In fact, I'd give them a, a C grade. I really would because they just
1: didn't come through. And Michelle, you saw the game. I did. It was expected, though. I mean, I, but I didn't expect them to play. So, I mean, I mean, am I wrong? No, they played pretty bad. And, and I know, I know the coach was pretty hot under the collar with what happened for Broncos fans that was hard.
0: Well, and and you have to wonder did they just did they just give up or was it that they were just outplayed?
1: I would say they were outplayed. <laughs> but I mean, I don't see Russell Wilson ever giving up. They get that you know, I think that they can get discouraged or but I mean, it really showed the Broncos' weak spots.
0: Exactly, exactly. And I think it really hurt their playoff chances too.
1: It did. It's unfortunate because, I mean, they're seven and seven now. And they're second. I mean, the FC West, the teams in the FC West have not played all that great. I mean, they really haven't. I mean, well, who so they're not got? that. Yeah,
0: we've got Casey, we've got Cardinals, we've got the Raiders, and I think, and Chargers. Chargers are horrible. Yeah, they're not good either. You know, Raiders, I would say, are kind of mediocre and uh, Chiefs, even though they're first. Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that, uh, you know. Um, but Denver is kind of right in that pack,
1: I think, you know, they're around like the Steelers, don't you think? Sort of, I w- you know, yeah, because you would think Pittsburgh would be playing a lot better and they're not. And the, and the Seahawks. And the Rams, they're not doing much. And the Vikings, albeit, they haven't really. They're second under the Lions. But, you know, they're 7-7 like the Broncos, which is the standings in the AFC West.
0: The teams that I expected to do well this year aren't. You know, I expected a lot more from the Eagles.
1: I did too. I mean, for them to lose that last game, I, I'm serious. I'm like, whoa, what's going on with that? Have they lost their commitment? I don't know. But, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i seeing teams that, I mean, like. They're tied I mean, you know, right. with the Cowboys in their conference, 10-4. And, but the 49ers, man, and the Lions, they're rocking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Niners, Lions. Dolphins. Dolphins,
0: yeah, and,
1: I would say the... Oh, and Ravens. Te- Ravens could take the Super Bowl. You think so? No, but I mean, according to their standings, 11-3, their standings are better. I mean, they're better than any other team right now. With That's really interesting. I, I, I don't know. Oh, I wait, think- sorry. The the 49ers and Ravens are tied, 11-3. I mean, honestly, I think 49ers got a shot, a major shot. Considering what I saw them do to the Cardinals, I think you're right. <laughs> as far it's interesting, as, <laughs> gal. It's interesting. Yeah, it, it
0: really is because I don't know who's going to be the AFC challenger, who's going to be good enough to go against that.
1: I don't okay. know. I mean, I'd like to say the Chiefs, but I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I'll get into that because, <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, no,
0: no. Just no. (laughs) No, no, no. Okay, let's take a break. And uh, I want to actually talk about this week's uh, sponsor, and it's Faith Heal Supplements. Look, guys, I am a huge fan of taking uh, supplements. I, you know, because honestly, we don't get nearly enough of the vitamins and stuff that we need. And uh, one one product that I use that we have is a, is a CBD roll on. And, um, like, you know, last night I was in a, a lot of pain and I used, uh, this roll on. It's a, it's a CBD, CBG, uh, mixture, and it's got a little bit of menthol in it for the, for the smell and all that. But I, and, and, and I used it, uh, over my neck and my head and I'll tell you what, it, it helped, you know, um, now, obviously how it how it works on you is going to be a little bit different, but I'll tell you what, I'm a huge fan of just make sure, you know, that you're getting stuff that's going to help you because you want to be doing your best. When you when when you when you go do the things that you're doing, when you go to work or when you sit down to watch a game, you want to actually feel your best, and our products will help you do that. So go to www.faithfuelsupplements.com forward slash store. And when and when you go to put get your product, I want you to put in code B and G or B N G, and you will receive a ten percent off your first order. So that's com forward slash store. Now let's move on, shall we? Let's touch on the Chiefs because they actually got a win and they needed one. Michelle, how would you rate their effort like this week from what you saw?
1: Well, you could tell that there was a lot more work that Mahomes had done in working with the wide receivers, especially the, the wide receiver that was... Uh, playing predominantly on the field. And I also think that there was some attitude readjustment that took place and they seem, the Chiefs seem to have a little bit more of their confidence back on the field. You know, with the number of players that have been out because of injuries, I mean, the defensive team, kind of was not there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um and and some of the other challenges that, you know, they've had throughout the season. Right,
0: was it this game that that offensive offsides call was called or was it the previous one? The
1: previous one.
0: Yeah, yeah, I remember that play cuz I went, what in the world what
1: was that about? <laughs> you know. Well, that was that offsides call, right? And so this one, I mean, oh, you know, i it's hard as a fan, too, to not want to go, you know, down the path of just making assumptions that they aren't going to win. You know what I mean? Because when you've had the victories they've had, and then some of the disappointments that you've seen with the team and how they performed throughout the season, You as a fan, you have to have a belief system in your people, right, that are out there. And with all the distractions, with the whole Taylor Swift thing, it's been a huge distraction. And one they didn't need. No. And not only that, I mean, albeit some of the other players that are out there and they're playing and are focused and, you know, they... You know, they are tired of it. I think they're even tired of it. You know what I'm saying? So I think, you know, we're trying, they're trying to also balance a lot of the celebrity piece, you know, within their own team.
0: Well, let me ask you this. Let me, is Kelsey still dropping passes? I mean, cause I know that was a huge problem.
1: Well, I don't think so. This last game, I mean, I think he did not play very well. He was not, remember when they were all with the flu? Well, Patrick played. And, but I mean, that was just not a good game. Although he never said, I, you know, the reason the team lost was due to that. But man, you could see the effect on that. And then, you know, when they played again, you know, and and there was that call by the refs, and then Andy Reid and Patrick got fined, right? They I fined didn't them. know, really. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they each got fined for you know calling out the refs on those plays. They had to pay a fine. So they've had a lot of, they just truly had a lot of controversy. And then Buck you know, I mean, he didn't. He missed a goal this last game.
0: I was surprised by that. I was very surprised because he's actually been fairly
1: reliable as far as a kicker. And you know, when they started out playing the Patriots, Patriots were winning at first. And you're right. Going, and okay. you're going, what in the world is going what on? What is going on? I mean, Patriots, you know where their standings are. Yeah. Don't they're not <laughs> so good. Yeah. And you're going, Oh my God. You know, here, here is a former two-time Super Bowl team. And they're you know, playing down to and their they're opponent. playing. Yeah, yeah, they're like, whoa, this has got to be tough for morale for all the players, for all the... But I was grateful to see that, you know, they were able to step up and play and focus and get this last, you know, game won. And you know they play on Christmas Day here and then they play on New Year's Eve. And who are they playing on Christmas? Oh, I I should know this right off the top of my head because uh, I keep up Raiders, and then they play the Bengals, the Bengals,
0: the Raiders. That's actually going to be an interesting game, and I bet you that's going to have a lot of um, uh, playoff implications
1: for the AFC. Absolutely, and then they play the Chargers on January seventh. So those are those last few games they don't have to play very difficult teams
0: no no but what they do have to do is play to the level that we know they can um my question is this and I think we touched on it earlier let's uh, let's assume that the playoffs start and the Chiefs make it to the Super Bowl and let's say of all the teams that we're looking at that the 49ers make it because I think they have the best shot I, I tend to agree with you. Do you think the Chiefs have what it takes to best the Niners currently?
1: No, I'm sorry. I don't right now. I mean, unless something changes, but I mean, they have a lot of injuries. And, I, you know, I if it's Kelsey Jones, Patrick, Butker, and Watson plays like you should, they should be fine, because, and they've got a good defense if they can just keep on track. If they can do it. I mean, but let's face it, the 49ers have the momentum. And, and honestly, I, but based they on don't, what I saw... They just have their machines right now. I, I mean, they're young, they're hungry, you know, and... I just think the Chiefs have come through two seasons and there could be some complacency. There could be some gaps. There could be distractions. There could be wearing down, maybe because they've won already or twice. Or, you know, sometimes it's just people when they've been successful and they keep becoming successful and they have a lot of celebrity distractions. You know, I just think they kind of lose the 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 fire i I hate to say it, but let's talk about this because let's think you and I how long have you been podcasting um this show like how long have we been podcasting you in your podcasting world yeah I mean let's, oh god when when i you started first, I started back in um
0: you know through various shows i thought i started back in like
1: nineteen well i mean when i mean when you're at the height of your success and then you know. And then, you know, it's like, oh, it's so much work to get there. And then you're like, I got to take a little break. I got to, you know,
0: oh, and I went through that. Yeah. I mean, I, there were some shows that I actually put on hiatus because I was like, you know, you go, you go through a burnout
1: stage. And... Yeah. That's what I mean. I, I think they're burned out a little bit too. I mean, and pa- let's pay, look at Patrick Malhones has two little ones. I mean, I, I know the guy's competitive and I know he loves the sport. And I know Travis, you know, but even you hear rumblings that Travis, you know, how many surgeries has he had? And and, and, he, and he takes all these hits. And I mean, he may be getting he can't do it all. You know, he can't he can't be the only
0: one either. And I know Travis has talked about retirement. He because I listen to his, uh, the podcast he does with his brother. Um you know, and I know he's hinted at retirement. I don't know if anything's going to come of that, but you know, he said on the show he's had like twenty surgeries. That's what I mean. You know, I'm and saying,
1: so you know that you know, it, that's, he's had his years as that as a you know. And let's talk about the the forty niners. Brock Purdy is just a baby. I'm not saying he's the. You know what I mean? He's no, just I know young, he's a young quarterback.
0: Uh, he and honestly, he's. He reminds me of a young
1: Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he's young, and he's hungry, and he's ready. And and then you know, Ma- Christian M- Chris, uh, McCaffrey, he's you know Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah, is, yeah, that guy is like ready, moving. He's in the height. He's in. He's starting to get his his jam. And, you know, honest,
0: and honestly, I don't think, based on what I saw, unless that defense. You know, assuming that it's the 49ers that you have to deal with, I think whatever team faces them, the defense is going to have to tighten up because there is no stopping them if they don't.
1: I agree. And I will say, too, that Patrick, he's a very accurate, most of the time, very good, excellent quarterback. And he does phenomenal flays and all those things, but, you know, he has to have receivers. And they actually have to catch the ball. Just saying. Yeah. And, and so I just, I think they let go of the one receiver. They did, they did let go of one receiver. Well, I wasn't expecting that. I cannot think right off the top of my head of the name, of that receiver, because he wasn't there that long. He, there was just an expectation that he would be playing and performing and he wasn't. And then, you know, that's what happens, right? You know, I've, I've gone through where people come in and have these expectations of you. And then when you go in, you work in and they have an expectation and you're not performing to the level of what the expectation is and they let you go. So, I mean, it's just the way it is. NFL, it's a business.
0: Exactly. And and, and you got to play to a certain level or you get or you get cut loose. And that's just how it is. So, you know, I think um, I'm glad to hear that the Chiefs won. I mean, I think they'll take
1: the AFC West. The, and I think they're going to win the next three games more than like, unless there's something catastrophic. I think they'll probably win the next three games. They couldn't contend you know, with the Bills, they, I mean, you know, that one play was so controversial. I mean, if the guy would have got the, the, they would have said it was a touchdown, they would have beat the Bills, but, but that was not the way it went. Nope. Nope. And
0: you know, you can't, you can't fault them for that. So um I think honestly, I think of the teams that, I would give the Chiefs an A rating simply for the fact that they got the win. They did what they had to, uh, to actually go out and get that win. Um, you know, they were not playing to the top caliber of where we expect them to be. I, I, I'm just, I'm not ready to say that yet compared to the other teams that are in the game right now.
1: I think they still have a lot of work to do. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, I, I don't hear. Now, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes uh, met with the press today. I I need to see, as a fan, their hunger for a Super Bowl win, another Super Bowl win. I need to see it because I know the Eagles had that hunger. Um, I think they will still want to perform to get there. I think Jalen Hurts said the last team game was not they they lost their commitment there. But I mean, it'll be. I just need to see the Chiefs show that commitment that they want to go all the way to the Super Bowl.
0: I think they can. I think they can do it. I think they just have to double down on what they're good at. And you know, and you know, you know, I, I just. <laughs> You know, it really comes down to this. Do you ha- do you have what it takes? I mean, cuz this game is not for the faint of heart. You you know, you you're playing you're you're putting a lot of effort out there, but I I don't know. I think I think the next three games are going to tell us a lot about how um realistic the Chiefs chances are. That's just my my thinking right now.
1: Well, and you know, we know the Broncos won't be um I don't think they're Able to come in as a wild card. I don't know what I don't know what their next several games are, and I know that the Cardinals, of course.
0: Oh uh, yeah, I just I just want the Cardinals to get a couple more wins. To I mean, at least to show go out
1: a good yeah right yeah, a good right. way yeah.
0: I yeah. mean, you know, obviously there's a lot of improvement that needs to be made on the Cardinals front. So you know and. I'm hoping that this offseason we'll see an upgrade in players. That's kind of my thinking right now. So, um, All right, let's take a break while Lashman catches us up on what happened in the rest of the NFL.
2: Hey, everybody. Welcome one. Welcome all back to Lashman Across the NFL. A special segment of the Blaze and Gotch podcast that you can find on Facebook, on Instagram, and www.blazeandgotch.com. That's www.blaes, the word and spelled out. And G O T T S C H dot com com for Thursday, December 21st, 2023. Hope you have had a blessed 2023 and are having a blessed Christmas season. Um, I didn't do a segment last week, so I am uh, thrilled to be back. I'm going to start off with some NFL news as usual. Uh, December 21st, ESPN, the Vikings uh, are changing their artificial turfs uh, to cite and cite better injury data. Uh, at the U.S. Bank Stadium, the home of the Minnesota Vikings, will become the latest NFL facility to replace its playing surface with uh, a version of uh, artificial turf that rates better in injury data. The Minnesota Sports Sports Facilities Authority, which owns and operates the stadium, approved a 1.3 million bid for the project today. It will, uh, replace the, uh, split, slit, uh, film turf, uh, which is associated with the highest rate of lower extremity non-contact injuries among the types of turf used in NFL stadiums based on data compiled by the NFL and the NFL Players Association's Joint Services Committee. And in its place, the, uh, MSPA, uh, will uh, install a monofilament version called Act Global Extreme Turf DX, and this uh, this will uh, this will work in the the work will begin in February and will be ready for the twenty twenty four season. Uh, twelve twenty December twenty first from NFL.com. Uh, Bengals wide receiver Jamar Chase won't play against the Steelers on Saturday. Uh, on on and then, uh, um, uh, due to an injury. Uh, Zach Taylor didn't, wouldn't officially rule Chase out on Thursday, on Tuesday, despite the Pro Bowl uh, receiver having separated his shoulder and reporting, uh, he could uh, possibly miss time in week 16's game. But, uh, Chase is now officially out, uh, but, uh, and, uh, quarterback Joe Burrow is also out for the remainder of the season. But the Bengals have played, uh, well thanks to, uh, backup quarterback Jake Browning, who has led them to three straight wins. Uh, December 21st, NFL.com, the Baltimore Ravens feel disrespected and being listed as underdogs in Monday night's showdown against the San Francisco 49ers. Both have identical records, and they are playing on Christmas night. The Ravens' uh, safety, Kyle Hamilton, said uh, being called underdogs makes him feel like he already has a proverbial lump of coal in his stocking. Baltimore is on a four-game four winning streak, uh, including uh, wins, uh, victories over Cincinnati, Jacksonville, and the L.A. Rams and uh, but they are a 5 point underdog in this game on Monday night personally i'm going with the ravens in this game uh december 21st espn steelers captain and defensive lineman cameron hayward uh cleared a concussion protocol uh hayward is expected to play in uh, Sunday, saturday's matchup against um against cincinnati and uh, he entered uh, concussion protocol after the Steelers lost to the Indianapolis Colts on Sunday. And, uh, and though he did play uh, 77% of the Steelers' uh, offensive snaps in the game. Uh, so there's your NFL news uh, for this week. Uh, then we'll move on to, uh, the week 15 games and results. Um, so you had on uh, Thursday, December 14th, the LA Raiders 63, LA Chargers 21. That's right. You heard it right. LA Raiders 63, LA Chargers 21. Uh, the LA Chargers, uh, Easton, uh, stick. Uh, 28 of 32, 257 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Uh Raiders Aaron O'Connell, twenty of thirty-four, two hundred and forty-eight yards, four touchdowns. Chargers Isaiah Spilling, sixteen carries, fifty yards. Raiders, Zamir White, 17 carries, 69 yards, one touchdown. Chargers, Joshua Palmer, four receptions, 113 yards, one touchdown. The Raiders, Devontae Adams, eight receptions, 101 yards, and one touchdown. Cincinnati Bengals, 27. Minnesota Vikings, 24. Vikings, Nick Mullins, 26 of 33, 303 yards, and one touchdown. Uh The Bengals, uh, Jake Browning, uh, 29 of 42, 324 yards, uh, two touchdowns, and uh, one interception. Uh, and the, uh, and the, uh, Vikings, uh, Ty Chandler, 23 carries, 132 yards, one touchdown. Bengals, Joe Mixon, 10 carries, 43, 43 yards, and, uh, one touchdown. Uh, Vikings, Jordan Madison, Jordan Addison, I'm sorry, six receptions, uh, 111 yards, two touchdowns. And the Bengals Jamar Chase four receptions, sixty-four yards. Indianapolis Colts thirty, Pittsburgh Steelers thirteen. Steelers Mitch Trubisky sixteen to twenty-three, one hundred sixty-nine yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. The Colts Gardner Minshew eighteen of twenty-eight, two hundred fifteen yards, three touchdowns. Steelers Jalen Warren ten carries, forty yards. Colts' Trey Sermon, 17 carries, 88 yards. Steelers' Devontae Johnson, four receptions, 62 yards, one touchdown. And the Colts' Michael Pittman Jr., four receptions, 78 yards. The Detroit Lions, 42, Denver Broncos, 17. Broncos' Broncos Russell Wilson, 18 of 32, 223 yards, one touchdown. Lions' Jared Goff, 24 of 34, 278 yards, five touchdowns. Broncos' uh, <clears throat> J- J- Samaje Porine. Six carries, 37 yards. The Lions' Jamar Gibbs, 11 carries, 100 yards, one touchdown. Broncos' Jerry Judy, three receptions, 74 yards. The Lions' uh Amon Ra St. Brown, seven receptions, 112 yards, one touchdown. Uh The rest of your scores around the NFL for Week 15, you've got the New Orleans Saints, 24, New York Giants, 6, Cleveland Browns, 20, Chicago Bears, 17, Carolina Panthers, 9, Atlanta Falcons, 7, Tampa Bay Buccaneers 34, Green Bay Packers 20, Miami Dolphins 30, New York Jets 0, Kansas City Chiefs 27, New England Patriots 17, Houston Texans 19, Tennessee Titans 16, San Francisco 49ers 45, Arizona Cardinals 29, the LA Rams 28, Washington Commanders 20, Buffalo Bills 31, Dallas Cowboys 10, I know that had to sting for the Dallas Cowboys, Uh, Baltimore Ravens 23, Jacksonville Jaguars 7, and then uh, Monday night, this game, the Seattle Seahawks 20, Philadelphia Eagles 17. Um, how did I do on my predictions? Well, even though they were never made public, number one, I said the Bengals would win. Number two, I said the Colts would win. Number three, I said the Lions would win. Number four, I said the Saints would win. Number five, I said the Browns would win. Number six, I said the Dolphins would win. Number seven, I said the Chiefs would win. Number eight, I said the Texans would win. Number nine, I said the 49ers would win. And number 10, I said the Ravens would win. So I was 10 of 16. So that's, that's you know, pretty good percentage there. Uh your week 16 games and predict my predictions. Uh Thursday, December twenty-first, uh you've got the New Orleans Saints and the Los Angeles Rams, I'm saying the Rams win. Saturday, December 23rd, uh we've got uh, Cincinnati Bengals and Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm saying the Bengals win. Buffalo Bills and LA Chargers, I'm saying the Bills win. Uh Sunday, December twenty uh December twenty-fourth, Christmas Eve. Washington Commanders and New York Jets, I'm saying the Jets win. Detroit Lions and Minnesota Vikings, I'm saying the Lions win. Cleveland Browns and Houston Texans, I'm saying the Browns win. Carolina Panthers and Green Bay Packers, I'm saying the Packers win. Seattle Seahawks and Tennessee Titans, I'm saying the Seahawks win. Indianapolis Colts and Atlanta Falcons, I'm saying the Colts win. Jacksonville Jaguars and Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I'm saying the Jaguars win. Miami Dolphins and Dallas Cowboys, I'm saying the Dolphins win. Arizona Cardinals and Chicago Bears, I'm saying the Bears win. New England Patriots and Denver Broncos, I'm saying the Broncos win. Las Vegas Raiders and Kansas City Chiefs, I'm saying the Chiefs win. New York Giants and Philadelphia Eagles, I'm saying the Giants win. Go figure on that one, I know, but I'm just taking a shot in the dark there. And on Monday, (coughs) excuse me, Monday, Christmas Day, Baltimore Ravens and San Francisco 49ers, I'm saying the Ravens win. And today for my special feature, I want to recognize a Wounded Warrior and NFL four-time Super Bowl champion, his name is Robert Patrick Rocky Blyer he's an uh, a, a former NFL player former army veteran he's an author actor and motivational speaker um, he was uh, born March 15 1946 um, he is a veteran of the US Army uh, he uh, and he, when he, I'm sorry when he, he was born March 5th 1946 in uh, Appleton Wisconsin he's 511 uh, uh, 210 pounds. Um, and he played as a running back for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers in 1968, and then again in, from 1970 to 1980. Uh, he went to high school at Xavier in Wisconsin. He played as co- college ball in Notre Dame uh, from 1965 to 1967. He was drafted by Pittsburgh in 1968 in round 16 as a 417th overall pick. Um, he served as in the U.S. Army from 1968 to 1970 as Specialist 4. Uh, he was in Company C, 4th, uh, uh, Light Battalion, Thirty First Infantry Regiment, 96th Light uh, Infantry Brigade, uh, Americal Division. He was wounded in Vietnam. He won the Bronze Star, the Purple Heart, the Combat Medal, and the Infantryman Badge. Um, it was uh, doubtful as to whether he Rocky would make it back to the NFL after his injury, but he did, and he was a champion of Super Bowl Nine, Ten, Thirteen, and Fourteen. He had a career, uh, three three thousand eight 3,865 rushing yards on 928 attempts. Um, he had uh, <clears throat> 23 touchdowns. Um, he won the George Howis Award in 1975, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers all-time team, uh, and uh, he won the uh, he Pittsburgh Steelers uh, wall of, Hall of Honor, Pittsburgh Pro Football Hall of Fame, uh, 1966 AFC National Champion, uh, International Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, he was inducted into in 2019, and he had the, won the NCA Inspiration Award in 2020. So that's the career. Uh, and then uh, for the Super Bowls, uh, Pittsburgh beat beat uh, Minnesota 16 to six in Super Bowl nine, and Super Bowl ten. Pittsburgh beat Dallas 21 to 17, and Pittsburgh the Super Bowl thirteen. Uh, Pittsburgh beat uh, Dallas, uh, 35 to 31. And in Super Bowl 14, Pittsburgh beat the LA Rams 31 to 19. So those are the Super Bowls that Rocky Blyer, again, uh, former NFL player, army veteran, was wounded in Vietnam, still made it back to the NFL. Four time NFL, uh, you know, Super Bowl champion, plus all the other awards he's won. So thank you, Rocky, uh, for your service to our country and for uh, giving us some, some great, uh, play in the National Football League. We, uh, we really appreciate that. And, uh, we honor your service to the United States of America. And I know that, the, that, uh, Teresa and, uh, Michelle, um, uh, as well as I do believe in honoring our veterans. And uh, so I definitely wanted to honor one today. Um, again, this has been Lost Man Across the NFL uh, for Thursday, December 21st, 2023. Hope you're enjoying Lost Man Across the NFL. Hope you're enjoying the Blaze and Gotch podcast overall. We enjoy bringing you this podcast. And uh, I know that I hope you enjoy listening and hope it keeps you somewhat up to date on things going on in the National Football League each and every week. So, again, God bless Um, If I don't see you here, uh, I'll see you next week or I'll see you in the air.
0: All right. Thank you, Lashman.
1: Michelle, I believe you have a player to highlight. Do you not? Yes, I do. Um, Again, I'd like to give a shout out to Sports Spectrum. They do a phenomenal job with highlighting players that are giving God glory on and off the field. and. I want to bring to our listeners' attention. I do share these things often on the blazing gutch page um so get out there and learn more. Cameron bynum um he is a safety for the Vikings, and I wanted to bring to the listening audience kind of an awareness of his story and kind of where he is um this year he has helped the vikings um become pro bowl worthy he's had one of those kind of seasons as a safety and he gives god the glory for that he says all glory to my lord and savior jesus christ i'm not out here for my glory it's all for god and then what's really cool about him is that he has also been an anchor in the secondary for a Vikings team, just seventh fewest points per game and fifth fewest rushing yards per game in the NFL. So he's allowed that um within the team. And, you know, they are grateful because the Minnesota Vikings do remain in the thick of the NFL. Uh, see wild card playoff picture, even though they lost their quarterback, Kirk Cousins. His performance did definitely land him his first pro bowl selection. Um, the thing about him now is that he um, is asking for prayer because he married a woman who is in the Philippines that is requiring a visa to get to the United States. He um, is asking people for prayer because he wants her back in the States. Okay. So they're working on her visa right now and it's getting denied. And so he's asking for help, you know, to get her so that she can get on U.S. soil and see him play in person for the first time. And then what's what's really cool um, is he and his family have launched the Bonum Ber- Faith Foundation, formed with love and by the grace of God to help people both locally and internationally, and you know also supports, of course, the the people of the Philippines, and they're all for him, and so he is definitely wearing custom cleats featuring his foundation as part of the NFL's My Cause, My Cleats. And he says, my faith is our, and he's referring to his wife too. Our, our, our faith is our foundation. That's where we want to start with um, any type of serving. And that's the number one thing. We're just trying to help people in whatever way we can. And using the platform for that reason is a big positive. So, you know, I think you could go out, follow him on Instagram, you could probably go out and see, you know, read more about him on CBN. And, you know, he's someone that we need to keep praying for. And, you know, he's a a a young man trying to really make a difference through football. Um, and then in other ways, you know, off the field too. Well, it sounds like he's definitely making a difference on the field. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He's doing a lot. So it's really kind of cool. That's all I can say is, you know, I thought he was kind of a different player to highlight because of his international kind of background and everything.
0: Mm. Well, I would say uh, definitely um, fans let's keep that, uh, that situation with his wife up in prayer. Um, I've seen God move and I believe he will. And watch him, watch him in the Pro Bowl. Absolutely. That should be very interesting. So, Michelle, do you have any final thoughts before we sign off?
1: Um, You know, I would just say that this has been an interesting season all the way through. And I really am interested in kind of seeing how God's going to continue to work through you know those players that are out there giving him glory on and off the field I mean I think Brock Purdy is a Christian Christian McCaffrey is comes from Christian background roots um you know some of the player players like Jalen Hurts and Mahomes too Mahomes is a Christian I mean he goes out several of the Chiefs players they go down on their knees and really show their dependency on God before they get out there and play. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how those players that really lean into their faith and, you know, how they progress through that through the rest of the season. So, you know, we've got a lot still yet. Left to oh, go. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. We've still got a playoff r- round and we have a Super Bowl to cover. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, plenty of football coming, you know, and, and, and it's funny. It's like I like Brock Purdy and I like Christian McCaffrey when they're not playing the Cardinals.
1: <laughs> just yeah. <saying>. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, and, I, you know, the 49ers, I just haven't, I don't know, I haven't seen a lot of their games.
0: Nor have I. And that's, you know, so it's always interesting to kind of keep tabs on them. So
1: I think we'll call it there, Michelle. Thank you so much for coming. Well, um, I'm glad that I could join and it was fun. So this, absolutely. this is always a great time talking and sharing and, you know, giving our thoughts and uh, including Loshman's thoughts. And, you know, we want to still hear from our audience. Absolutely. You know, more growth. Uh, exciting. We hope to include that video in our, uh, our podcasting here.
0: We'll actually, yeah, we're actually thinking about doing video for next season. So, um, you know, we're going to finish out this season and we're going to be making some small, some changes as far as next season, how things work. So I'm really excited for that. Excited to see what God does. So with that guys, I'm Teresa Blaze. This has been Blaze and Guts and we're out. If you run across someone that we don't know about, please text it in. I want you to text NFL to 575-223-1596. You're going to get a little link. You're going to fill out your information. And If you got football thoughts, anything, we want to hear about it.